Welcome to the Leadership Raccoon Podcast. This is where we overcome the barriers to leadership the crafty way. Today, we're going to talk about three main topics under this month's main topic, which is know yourself and become a better leader. The, um, we like quotes over at the Leadership Raccoon. We've got a number of quotes to help to kind of set the table for what we're going to talk about, what we're going to write about. And for this month, uh, what we chose was a, a famous quote by Sun Tzu uh, in The Art of War, know the enemy and know yourself. In a hundred battles, you will never be in peril. Uh, I love that quote. It is uh, obviously not meant for business, but it translates uh, quite well over to what we see today in a business setting. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that in a minute. So this month, we're going to look at some common characteristics, characteristics of how effective leaders and managers get to know themselves and how they return those lessons to others. So our first topic today is leading with humor. And Mike, when I first saw this, I thought, wow, you know, leading with humor right off the bat, I expected, I didn't expect humor. I expected, you know, pragmatic something or uh, research analysis, something more um, scholarly maybe. But leading with humor was the first chapter of your book, Leadership Elements. Um, and I want to point out to our, to our listeners that Mike has created one of the simplest but most effective tools for leaders to kind of understand what the characteristics it takes to be an effective leader in um, a peri- periodic table of leadership elements. Um, you can find that at our website, leadershipraccoon.com. You can download it uh, and keep it. We are going to ask for your email. We are trying to... We're not going to bombard you with emails. We're not going to bother you. We're just collecting emails for our, our upcoming newsletter. So we'd love for you to check that out, download it, and provide us with some feedback. So back to our main topic, leading with humor. And I think the first thing that our listeners uh, need to understand that we're not talking about humor back at our house, joking with our friends. This is leadership in a business setting. Um, this today is probably more important than ever. Uh, Mike, I was reading last night that over from the millennial gener- generation, uh, 60% are leaving jobs within the first year. And when you kind of do a deeper dive at the data, you'll find some consistencies in words that they're saying. And it's work ethic of their peers and, and leaders and lack of humor in the culture. Uh, it's too stuffy. It's not what they expect when they come into a business setting. And unlike our previous generations, they're leaving. They're not afraid to leave jobs. So I think this is something that is a very important topic. And the first thing I want to kind of throw your way is, can you tell us some of the things that work and some of the things that don't work when we talk about humor in a business setting? Well, I think what What's interesting is what works is humor, laughter, all of that in and of itself. That's some fascinating work done by psychologists recently uh, on on laughter, on humor, uh, and it actually has a therapeutic effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, the heart rate uh, improves, uh, stress levels go down, uh, even linings of blood vessels change and can flow blood flows better. Uh, when you laugh. So, so uh, what is the purpose of it? We don't, we really, we're still arguing that. Like, I think it's uh, somewhat of a safety signal among humans. It's certainly a bonding mechanism uh, that we use to bond together. 
Um, but um, that's still under debate. I have a question on that real quick yeah. before we move forward. So I was actually talking to my wife about this topic this week. Um, she brought up that you, I always use humor when I get stressed, when I'm in a stressful setting. And she asked me, well, where did that come from? I said, you know, thinking back, uh, I had some tragedy in my, in my high school years. My father passed away and we're all sitting around the dinner table and everyone's somber and looking sad and looking down. And my first reaction was, I have to make everyone laugh. And I did it and it worked and I, I haven't stopped doing it. So uh, I, I appreciate what you're saying. That is, it's a response that some of us, I think innately maybe go to, but what about others that they just, I don't have a sense of humor, Brooks or Mike, I'm not funny, I'm serious. Well, the important thing is that they allow humor. Mm -hmm. uh, they don't have to be center stage wearing clown suit with a red nose <laughs> on, on their face. They, right. they can let whoever is funny be funny mm -hmm. in the workplace. And of course, obviously what we're talking about is not uh, con turning your company or your government agency into a frat house. Right. Uh, we're not even close to that. We're just talking about bringing a little more levity mm -hmm. into the workplace to, to reduce stress. Uh, actually, we had, there was a study done recently where uh, organizations that do employ more humor are more creative. That mm -hmm. kind of stands to reason, doesn't it? Because yeah. you're taking a little fear out of the system right. when you've got a little more humor in. Um, and I think uh, we've made vast improvement. The listeners can go back to the Smithsonian website and look at a, uh, the first pictures, videos ever taken of a workplace was Westinghouse Air Break, 1904. Mm -hmm. You will not see any humor there. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> People are very, uh, uh, like, uh, and somewhat like automatons, and, and it's very uh, strict, obviously disciplined place. Uh, but we've gotten better and better and better, but we're still not good enough. Still not good enough. So, so Mike, what what types of humor work well? Uh, if we're if so, someone's listening to this podcast and uh, in in the past they have not been self-deprecating, they have not really used humor to their advantage as a leader. Um, what type of examples or recommendations could you give them um, for for maybe for next week when they come in the office? Well, you know, it's again if. Um uh, There's some interesting work done by uh, a couple of fellows at Cornell, um, and they looked at humor, mm -hmm. and there is a spectrum. Some people are naturally funnier than other people, mm -hmm. um, and so if you find yourself on that bottom end, I, I, all I would say is don't force it. Uh, right. uh, it's like the old adage, remember you'd always have to start a speech by giving a, a joke, mm -hmm. and you'd hear somebody who's never said a joke in their life, and it kind it's, of falls flat. It's a little flat. awkward. Yeah, a little <laughs> awkward. Uh, so I would say just don't force it. Uh, but if you're interested in using a little more humor, there's some uh, great stuff to browse around on the internet on uh, uh, approaches to take and whatnot. Uh, Self-deprecation generally works. Um, and um, as long as it's not false mm -hmm. self-deprecation where really you're building yourself up underneath it all. Um, obviously, you want to stay away from uh, anything hurtful, um, bullying, um, disparaging uh, any group or any person. Um, and that's something I found on my, in my reviews of worst bosses was you mm. get a lot of false humor right. uh, that's actually put-downs. Right. Uh, and that does so much damage to 
both the culture and the individual. Where the boss is putting down his employees. Yeah, yeah, and he thinks it's funny. Oh, right. Uh -huh. And uh, another thing you can, like the that. interesting thing, you can walk in any staff meeting and uh, hear laughter mm -hmm. at times. Um, the human brain is geared to to distinguish between fake laughter and real laughter quite easily. Really? Yeah. So uh, I, you can sit on the back row and listen and, and get a pretty clear picture of these people laughing at the boss because they have to or because they are enjoying and joining in with the boss. Mm -hmm. The boss doesn't pick that up, though, because hmm. he's the center of attention. He's hearing laughter, and he doesn't distinguish whether right. it's fake or not. Fake or real laughter, yeah, right? Yeah. Now, from a humor perspective, there, there's a... Um, there's a tip in in our first blog that's coming up uh, very shortly. Use humor use humor about situations and not people unless the person is you. Um, why is that important? Well, because the big secret to leadership, self awareness, all this stuff is it's it's not what we do; it's how other people perceive what we do. Mm -hmm. So. We could, uh, I could say some joke about you, I think it's funny, I, that was my intent, right. uh, you don't take it that way, for whatever reason. Um, and that's why that's, that's a, a good adage to, yeah. to use, that we can make fun of our situation. It's the, safe. Yeah, it's it's safe. a safe way to be humorous. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, I agree, I've been in many situations where um, I don't know the, the, the demographics of the room, what is their value? Uh, what, what are their values? And they probably conflict in some way with mine. So if I start to make fun of a situation exactly. or an event, I may offend someone. Mm -hmm. And while I think I'm funny, you know, I, I make fun of a sporting event. <laughs> That's my favorite team. That's not funny. <laughs> you gotta, that probably wouldn't happen. But you never know is the point. You never know. So Absolutely. always err on the side of use yourself. Yep. It's okay. And I think this is a hard concept for a lot of people. It's okay to, to be self-deprecating. I think there is a misconception among leaders that you always have to be strong, you always have to be forceful. And personally, uh, it took me a while to learn that. I was in the Army for eight years as an officer, and my first four years I was very straight-laced, and then I finally had a senior NCO pull me aside and say, hey, Lieutenant, you gotta calm down, man. You gotta calm down. Smile a little bit. Get to know the people. And that little conversation was life-changing for me when I realized I didn't have to be the firm, tough leader 100% yep. of the time. Um, I, I met a gal at the U.S. Marshals, told me the, your exact story. Mm -hmm. you just, she was pulled aside um, when she had, was in the Army uh, running transport. She was mm -hmm. a truck driver. And uh, heading up, or actually heading up a platoon, and one of the sergeants pulled her aside and said, you've got to smile. You've got to yeah. smile. You're killing us. Right. Um, it's really, really important. And as stress goes up, which it does, and the office place becomes even more important. And if that's not enough reason to use humor, uh, when you laugh, uh, you actually burn more calories. How's that? That, that is excellent. There I'm on go. a new diet, and I'm going to try and laugh right. more to burn maybe another 200 calories a day. Absolutely. That is uh, some cheat meals that I can afford now. Um, and I, I completely agree about the, the stressful situations and, and, and laughing. It, I, I always tell people, people ask me about um, Operation Iraqi Freedom. I was there in 2003, and we were one of the first groups on the ground, and <laughs> it was stressful. I mean, there's no way around it. There's just amazing stress. I had 300 soldiers, and were displaced all over the country. But what I remember about that experience is how hard I laughed. 
during that experience because it was like the stress was so high and the, the you know the stakes are the highest but me and my group of lieutenants we would get together and it was like we had never laughed so hard because we all kind of accepted where we were and I knew I needed to break the ice and that's what we did so it's it's amazing to me that you can take any situation uh, a war time yeah and you can make light of it it's okay to a degree to take a break I think it's healthy. Even absolutely, it's even healthy. more important to do that. And you know, you made an earlier point when you were talking about uh, the feeling that you have to be perfect when you're a leader. Yeah. Um, again, in my study of worst and best bosses, this jumped out repeatedly. Uh, the, those on the bottom end often feel they have to show perfection. Mm -hmm. uh, if they show any blemishes, uh, that they won't be held up on a pedestal, they won't right. be able to lead, right? right. Um, that is not at all true for the upper quartile, mm. on the good bosses. Um, they are much more comfortable with themselves. Um, they're not afraid to share shortcomings. And what happens is people rally around them as right. a result to, to help plug those gaps. Whereas on the, on the bottom end, those bad bosses, people hear that or look at that, we know immediately nobody's perfect. And we can see behaviors that are not necessarily uh, appropriate or good by a bad boss. So we know that that's not true. We know they're not perfect. Right. And that, uh, that, that's almost a trust breaker. Right. So you know you're not perfect, but you're acting you're like acting it. You're acting like it. Yeah. Your employees see right through it. Right. It, it, you can't pretend to be something you're not. Exactly. And, and you know, none of us are always serious. I'm sorry. You can't 100% be serious. At least I hope you're not. Um, so don't act like it. It's okay to be authentic. You mentioned that earlier, and I love that word because I think too many people, too many leaders, try to be something they're not. Um, there's tons of information on the internet. You know, we have information about leadership, but uh, uh, you shouldn't read those things. And say, I'm going to be Tony Robbins. Right. I'm going to be John Maxwell. Um, be yourself, but listen to what they do, read about what they do, and see what you incorporate into your own leadership style. And, and most important of all, let other people, the ones who work for you, be funny if they want to be funny. Great point. So long as they're not distracting, it's not you know, 24 hours a day, but obviously give them the feeling of safety so that maybe somebody who's funnier than you are mm -hmm. can stimulate the group. And, right. And, and what we're, it's amazing that what we're seeing in studies now is... Uh, is companies and organizations that use laughter, uh, you see less burnout, hmm. uh, you'll see less turnover, uh, less sick days, lower levels of stress, all that stuff's measurable. Um, and it's, uh, you know, having laughter, safety of uh, sharing and bonding like that is really, really important to people. And, and Mike, we, we started this by talking about millennials. There's a lot of talk about millennials right now. I, I'm in grad school, I'm reading all about millennials and their impact on both the uh, education systems, how they're going to change, how businesses are changing to adapt to millennials. Um, what, what do you think uh, millennials are looking for out of, out of their bosses? I think you, you, know, you nailed it right up front with that uh, statistic that you quoted. I think um, I think they're looking for a boss who's got what we know are good leadership skills. Mm -hmm. uh, a boss that's going to treat them with respect, a boss that's going to give them some leeway, but by the same token make it very clear where the guardrails are so that there's no surprises down right. the road. Uh, a boss who's an optimist, 
um, a learner, a boss who listens, all those good attributes. I think, uh, I'm hopeful for the millennials because I, I'm hoping they're going to demand more of that. Right, and I push and, us towards And organizations have not done as good a job as they should have on selection of leaders. Mm-hmm. Either the validity of the technique they're using to select is too low, or they're selecting for the wrong thing. Right. Or they're looking at skills and picking skills yeah, sales skills leader. equal promotion exactly. and now you have people under you but you've never been taught right. to be a leader I see that I saw that in my personal experience in consulting you'd see that quite yeah. often where uh, someone's a great uh, relationship manager with a client and they get promoted and all of a sudden they have four or five people under them and they don't know what to do it's like they're scared to talk uh, so you know Leaders, leaders that are in uh, new positions have never been leaders before. Um, we're another resource for you. Leadership Raccoon, uh, our stuff is is free. It's out there. You can download it. You can review it. You can send us questions. Uh, we love to hear them. So um, that's going to wrap up leading with humor. The bottom line is, it's okay to be to use humor in a work setting. It's not okay to make fun of other people or places or events. Use yourself. It's okay. Don't be so serious.